Hey guys, welcome to Truth in the Trenches. I'm your host, Rebecca Spooner from Hip Homeschooling, and this is a weekly podcast from my chaos to yours. I'll be sharing homeschool tips, parenting stories, and faith-based encouragement for Christian moms. This podcast will be far from perfect, and that's my goal, to keep it real, to be authentic, and to share tidbits of truth from the trenches of motherhood. Hey guys, it's another Truth in the Trenches Tuesday. And I love putting that together on Tuesday because I love alliteration. I mean, have you seen the name of my blog, Hip Homeschooling? I always choose names based on that. I love alliteration. And I'm going to say something. I'm going to have a homeschool mom confessional right here, right now. You heard it first on my podcast. Are you ready? I had no idea what alliteration was. That's right. All right, so while all of you out there are gasping in horror or laughing uncontrollably that I, a writer who is passionate about words, who writes for a living, who homeschools and educates her children, did not know what alliteration was, I know, just don't even get me started. I'm going to tell you that as horrifyingly embarrassing as that is for me to admit, it's true and it's real. And that's what this podcast is all about, you guys. It is about being real. And I can almost guarantee you, as you sit there on your little high horse, if you are sitting on a high horse right now, that there has been at least one moment probably a lot more than that, that you've been in a group of people where they've been talking about something you know you should know and you don't. Isn't that embarrassing? Like, it's so bad. And I I can't even tell you, but there's been multiple times this word has been said and I've known what it is, but I forget it. And then when I'm trying to speak, it's just like, uh, you know how when two letters sound, it's, yeah. So if you're feeling like you're a bad speller or you're not qualified to teach your kids or whatever, just take a moment and and hear from my experience as somebody who definitely does not have it all together and fails all the time. That obviously, if I can teach my children, you can teach your children. And if they turn out like me, it's just going to be one of those quirky idiosyncrasies that make them who they are, right? Tell yourself that. It's okay. Go have more coffee. Okay, we're going to move on. Today I am talking to you about a homeschool style. I'm going to talk to you about a specific homeschool style. Today we're going to be talking about Charlotte Mason homeschooling. I understand not all of you are Charlotte Mason homeschoolers. I also am aware of the fact that a lot of you may not know what a homeschool style is or what your homeschool style is. So I'm going to address all of that today, but this is going to be a part of a series where we're going to be talking about the different homeschool styles. So I'm going to share about a new one each week, and we're just going to talk about them. We're going to get into them. I'm going to link in this post. You're going to see all the links that are relevant. So there's a quiz that you can go and take. It's free. It does not take long. It's going to take you through a bunch of questions and help you identify what your homeschool style is. So if you are stressed out because you feel like you don't know that, no fear. Okay, we got you covered. All right, so today we're talking about Charlotte Mason. So Charlotte Mason was a British educator. And so this entire philosophy of homeschooling, this style of learning, 
is based off of her and her vision and her approach. So we're kind of like Charlotte Mason groupies. We loved the way she taught and that's how we want to teach our kids. One of the things I want to say about homeschooling styles, and I'll probably say it multiple times during this series, but it's really important to realize that you probably have a natural tendency of what your style is, and you probably also have a homeschool style that you want to emulate that you're going to read about and you're going to say, oh my goodness, that is what I want. And you can't just pick up and become that style. You cannot just say, I want to be this, I'm going to do this, let's do it tomorrow. Let's just change everything about our homeschool and let's be Charlotte Mason homeschoolers. You know, right now we're traditional, but I don't like it and I want to change. So we're going to be Charlotte Mason. Here's the problem with that. You can't do a change like that overnight because traditional homeschooling, if that is the way that you do approach it, and that is your natural tendency, is still in you. And you have to deal with who you are. You have to deal with who you are as a mom, because these ideals are part of you. These values that you impose, these expectations that you have for your kids, whether or not you want to continue with them, actually has little to no consequence on the fact that these things are part of your natural makeup and they're going to be what you fall back on, on those days when you're stressed, on those days when you're overwhelmed, on those days when things aren't going as they should be. That is going to be your natural tendency. You're going to fall back to it. So in order to change, it is possible to change your homeschool style. Absolutely it is possible. But you need to be realistic with your own expectations and it's a little bit of a journey. First, you need to research and understand that homeschool style. After you've done that, you're really going to have to sit down and figure out who you are. And not just what your natural tendency is, because we all have that. I personally am a traditional homeschooler, naturally, because that's the way I was taught. I was taught in, you know, a very traditional setting. I am used to that. That is the way education looks in my head. Little schoolroom desks, that, that's just what is my go-to in my head. That is my vision. And so when I'm trying to switch to something different... I really had to sit down and I had to figure out where this came from in me, why I wanted to change, and how I could actually change my perception of education. And that just isn't something that happens overnight. Okay, so if when I'm talking about Charlotte Mason, a homeschool style, and you're like, yeah, I want that, that's awesome. And we can get you there. But I just want you to know that it's not going to happen overnight. And so to, to be gentle with yourself, okay, give yourself some grace, give yourself some time, and don't just think that this is like a, you know, rip off the band-aid. That's just not the way it works. Charlotte Mason homeschooling, there's really essentially three kind of core philosophies that it's based off of. The main idea of Charlotte Mason is educating the whole child, not just the mind. So most education models focus on the mind. They focus on how the mind works and how we can educate the mind. They focus on academics. Charlotte Mason said, okay, that's just a part of learning and that's just a part of life. 
And if we are only thinking about the mind when we are bringing education to our kids, if we are only thinking of how their mind works, then we're not actually considering the whole child. And a whole child is is specific. I mean, really, children are full of curiosity and wonder and adventuring and a sense of they love to go and explore and feel and touch and you know all of these things that all children are at least at some point they start out as that they learn through touching they learn through experiencing and so yes there's an academic part of their mind that you can teach them how to speak and language and all of those things but there's also this whole other side of how they learn which is just part of being a child filled with wonder and so she said you know this is we have to approach education differently and so that's kind of the core behind it okay so it's done through three different ways the first is the is the atmosphere she believed in creating an atmosphere for optimum learning for the entire child. Okay, so children are natural emulators. Children naturally, that is the biggest way that they learn. They learn how to speak through watching us. They learn expression through watching us. And so us as their parents and teachers have this unique role when we're homeschooling with this philosophy of modeling for them what learning looks like all the time. So I just wanna pause here and, and give you an example of this, okay? Let's just say that you are trying to teach your child a lesson. Let's say you're trying to teach them a geography lesson. You are not interested in this lesson. You hate geography. You don't put a lot of work into this lesson. You pull out some sort of worksheet or map or curriculum. You read it to them, you get through it because it's part of your curriculum or part of what you're supposed to do. Your child is told to just do it. Do it. This is your work today. I want you to see you complete this sheet. Let's switch that around right now to more of a Charlotte Mason philosophy. A Charlotte Mason homeschool family might instead approach it with all of us sitting around the table together and we pull out a single map it's not got any colors on it it's just a map and we're going to take an atlas full of pictures and facts and information about the different you know areas or countries of the world and we're going to open that up and we're going to read through a little bit together and I'm excited about this and my you know oldest son's excited about this and my daughter's excited about this and so together we're creating an entire atmosphere where you're drawn in okay on top of that we pull it out and I'm not just saying do this now we're gonna do it all together so we each get out our pens and we each get out the colors and we think what color do we want to color the country that we're learning about today all right, let's color that in, guys. Okay, we're all doing it. Oh, I love this color, it's my favorite. So after we finish coloring this in, I want us to label it. So let's see if we can find it in the atlas. Who can point it out for me? Malachi, do you think you can point that out for me? So Malachi's gonna point it out on the map and he can't read. So I'm gonna ask one of the older kids to read it because we wanna involve everyone in this experience. So one of the older kids is gonna say, ah, that's Africa. Africa wow what do you think like Africa is like I wonder what the what the population is how many people do you think live there oh, 
is that bigger than Canada where we live? Let's take a look. Okay, so it's just conversation, it's discussion, it's wonder. I'm asking them things, but I'm not telling them things. I'm asking in a way that is building more, just pulling a little more, just reeling them in like fish on a line. Literally, you guys, you need to think of it like this. Because if I'm just shooting information at them that means nothing, it's going nowhere. If instead, I'm just giving them a tiny taste, tiny nibble, a little bit, and then I'm reeling them in with my own sense of wonder. Oh my goodness, that's so cool. What kind of animals do you think live there? I mean, I'm already getting excited about Africa just talking about it because I am in myself even creating an atmosphere for learning. Do you understand how that is different? Do you not see how if I sit at that table with those two different women, with those two different experiences, which one a child or all those children are going to be in on? They're all going to be jabbing to see who can say the next fact they know about Africa or the next question. Oh, that's a great question. Let's go look it up. I found a video the other day. Let's check that out. Okay, can everyone write Africa? How do you think we spell that? Meanwhile, with the younger kids, I'm going to be telling them about their letters while they're writing it, while the older kids are, are copying it off the atlas. This is the idea behind an atmosphere of, of learning by modeling it because I'm not just giving it to my kids. I'm showing them. I'm modeling it. I'm a part of it right with them. One of the other things is a discipline. So a common theme that you're going to see amongst Charlotte Mason curriculum and Charlotte Mason homeschoolers is copywork. And one of the reasons for that is that she believed in rather than we throw so much at our kids, you guys, we throw so much at our kids curriculum has so much expectation of them. And I've talked about this in my language arts video, but I just I just need to speak about it again because this is so heavy on me. It really is because I did this for too many years to my kids. And the reality is is that our kids are given math concepts all day long, not just when they're doing math. They're also given math concepts when they're trying to figure out population of this country and how that fits in with this country. They're also doing math when they're doing their cooking class or when even they're doing their, their um, piano lesson, whatever. There's math all around us all the time. They are also doing writing all the time in their socials, in their science, in their notebooking and whatever. And so one of the things she said is rather than having this broad range of expectation and just giving them so much to do all the time where they just are tired of doing it and so they're just doing a half job. Instead, give them a small amount, but expect great things. And I love this about her philosophy because I can give my kids, I give them, I figure out what I know they can do. Here's an example. My son is nine. He's in grade four. I know he can write a paragraph. I also know that to expect perfection, that by the end of that paragraph, he's going to start to get tired. Can he do it? Yes but I want to give him less than what he can do and I want to have very high expectations. So I'm gonna to say to him, Caleb, I want you to write three sentences and I want them to be the most beautiful sentences you have ever written. I want you to focus really hard. Here's what we're gonna work on today, okay? Your spacing. I want you to work as, uh, focus on keeping your, your ascenders and your descenders the proper length. I want you to focus on nice round, go slow, all right? And I wanna see this neat, I wanna see it the neatest printing you can do. 
And then whatever he brings to me, I'm going to be all over that. Meanwhile, my grade three daughter, I'm going to give her two sentences. And my son, who is technically in grade two, but he's a little behind, I'm going to give him maybe a sentence, maybe something even shorter than that, because it's just overwhelming to him. It is better to give our kids less and expect it to be the best of the best of the best because that way we are training them to do it right rather than giving all this expectation and yeah they do it but they don't necessarily do it right or well and we're building bad habits in our kids we wonder why our kids can't print we wonder why our kids are lazy at the work that they do part of it is just the sheer volume that we do and then the lack of expectation because we can't have huge expectations because of the volume of what they're doing so the Charlotte Mason philosophy is different in that it is a discipline and building good habits right from the foundation. The last kind of part of a Charlotte Mason homeschool is living books. Okay, that's a big thing. That's a really big thing that you're going to see is living books. And all living books are is rather than a dry, boring textbook or some sort of fictional representation, it is a nonfiction book that is written by an expert that makes that, that topic come to life. I could write a book right now about minerals. I'm not an expert on minerals, but I could go and I could research on Google and I could find out different facts about minerals and I could put together a book and I could publish this book and I could have some pictures that I bought and you know, it's, it's a book. Great. We go and we buy that book because it's about minerals and it's informational and we can go and we can give it to our children and I don't want to read it because it's about minerals and my kids don't really want to read it because it just looks boring. There's lots of text and a couple pictures and you know, it's not interesting to them. A living book is going to make it come to life. You have these in your house. I know you do. I want you to go through your bookshelf and look through and find nonfiction books that really make a topic come to life. And here's how you can tell what a living book is. You can tell it's a living book when, as you're reading it, you can sense the author's passion. Not just that they're good at this or knowledgeable at this, but they are passionate about it. And they're writing this for a younger audience and they're specifically pulling them in. And you can feel that in someone's writing, you guys. And it's going to have facts and it's going to have this and it's going to have that. And as you're reading it, you're going to be just totally immersed. And this is a living book. And there are a lot of good ones out there and you can research it. But living books is a really big philosophy of the Charlotte Mason homeschool. Okay, other things that you're going to see that is really popular are things like nature walks. Charlotte Mason believed in because we're educating the whole child and because children are natural adventurers and explorers, she believed in getting outside. She believed in taking your kids out into nature and learning naturally through discussion, through taking them out and, and just talking about it, just just wondering together and this whole this whole education experience where it's learning through life, not just a, a, a textbook or a workbook experience. The Charlotte Mason Homeschool is about making your entire day a playground of education. It, it's about not just filling them up with busy work and getting them through and finishing your lesson plan. It's about giving your children life experiences. Because without life experiences, they really don't have a framework to learn from. 
You guys, if we're trying to explain fractions to our children and they've never cooked with us or don't have anything that they can attach that concept we're trying to teach them to in the real world and something they've experienced, then they might kind of do it, but they might never really fully master it or understand that concept. One of the things that she believed is that children should have a feast of learning in front of them. So through these discussions and these living books and this adventuring and nature walks and all of these different things that you're doing together, modeling and learning and exploring the world around you together, that these things are going to expose your kids to a, a huge variety of different things to really find what interests them. So that is the Charlotte Mason homeschool style, and you can tell that I am passionate about it. Charlotte Mason looks different for everybody because it's highly adapted. It's not a, a new concept. So over the years, people have adapted it to suit themselves and to really fit their own homeschool. So I really do encourage you, if you are interested in this style of education, if this philosophy of, of learning and homeschooling sounds like something that would be a good fit that you think you could wrap your mind around that your kids would love or that you aligns with your values then I encourage you to go do some more research don't just take my word for it read some of Charlotte Mason's books she's written a lot of them if you have not taken the homeschool styles quiz even if you think that this is the homeschool style that either you are or you want to be I encourage you to go and take it anyways because you really can take it with two different mindsets. The first is, who am I naturally? What's my natural tendency? Not what I wish it were, but what it is because that is going to be the most helpful for you to figure out where you need to come from. Then you can take it again of where you want to be. I might not necessarily do these things, but these are the things I want to do. This is the values that I have for our homeschool. So I hope that helped. I hope that that cleared up some things about Charlotte Mason homeschooling for you. And I hope that you go and take that quiz. And next week we're going to be talking about a traditional homeschool model, what that looks like, um, the, the pros and cons. And I want to tell you that even though I talk strongly about some of these other models, that doesn't mean that any of the other ones are wrong. Because primarily, if you are completely unhappy, that is the key. And if you are unhappy, your kids are going to be unhappy. So we're going to talk more about that in our next podcast. I hope that you can join me. I'm on YouTube. I'm on Stitches. I also um, have my podcast available on my blog at hiphomeschoolingblog.com forward slash podcast. And you can see all of my recent podcasts there. There will be links posted for the homeschool style quiz. So head on over and check it out. And otherwise, we will see you again next Tuesday for another Truth in the Trenches Tuesday. Talk to you later. Thanks for taking time out of your busy, busy, busy day to listen to Truth in the Trenches. I hope you guys found it helpful and I cannot wait to see you next week. Talk to you later.